Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and children over the age of 21, welcome to the Hot Nation USA podcast. We're coming to you live with a very special episode from Spoonwood, and we're going to be talking all about the Brutal Beer Fest. To my right, I have Adam, our regular co-host. Hi, Steve. How you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? You know what? I'm doing really good. And here's what I think I have to say. What's and that? I don't think Sam's going to like this. What's that? I think you need to start doing the introduction now. Uh, no, no. We can't I do think that. I, I'm <laughs> going to put it to a vote next time all three of us are in a room. Well, then it'll get a turn down. Uh, <laughs> and as you heard, we have a full house tonight. We have very special guests. Uh, Sam isn't here. He's off working in California again. Again. But let's go around the pallet and uh, have everybody introduce themselves. Uh, I'm Meg Evans. I am James Evans. My name is Brian Howe. And I'm Nick Miller. And uh, why don't you guys tell us a little bit about how you're involved with the Brutal Beer Fest. Um, James and I are actually co-creators and also co-coordinators of Brutal Beer Fest. I play in the band Greywalker. We played the festival last year, and I had such a good time that I was like, I want to help you do it if you do it again. So here I am. I'm helping <laughs> organizing and all kinds of other things involved with the festival. So you roped yourself in the volunteer work. He oh, definitely. was at okay. our house every day until we started coordinating the next one. Nice. Every right day. On. Knocking. Can I, can I help? Can, can I help? help? <laughs> I mailed myself to their house. <laughs> I got this big package. They were really excited. I was like, it's just me. Let's have a festival. <laughs> I didn't have to try as hard. I just asked. <laughs> Don't sell yourself enough. short. You showed up in cake. <laughs> really, that will solve almost all the problems yeah. in the world. Just bring cake. Bring cake. And you it can help. get in on everything. Does that mean you guys brought cake? Oh, no. Sorry. No. <laughs> I love, there's two things I love cakes and big packages, so it worked. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> what? No, like, when you cut a big package, the tape instead, you open it up, and it's what you like, Yep, that's exactly burn. what all yeah. of us thought. <laughs> James loves big packages. <laughs> Who doesn't? Uh, to my right, I have... Oh, oh! I, like I said, I just asked to be a part of this. Yeah, he asked. <laughs> Who are you? I don't know if you introduced yourself. I did. No, he did. I went right after you. Yeah, he's been here. Sorry. Right. I'm too busy thinking about myself. Sorry. <laughs> we cool. All right. He's been here on. the whole time. I just didn't hear it. I just didn't hear it. I'm sorry. Oh, right. well. That's a shame. It'll happen. I'm sorry you're being forgotten right now, Nick. Okay, I'm used to it. <laughs> sorry, what? That's it. <laughs> Anyway, moving on with tonight's theme, uh, as our listeners know, we sample three beers every episode and give them a nice little review against each other. Uh, tonight, we will be sampling beers that are going to be featured at the Brutal Beer Fest. So, with that, I'm going to turn it over to James and Meg and let them introduce our first right. beer. Which, which one would you like to try first, sweetheart? <laughs> <laughs> so awkward. Um, I think we're going to try, is it Virulent Euphoria? Brewed by us here at Spoonwood with the band Victims of Contagion. Okay. So, and is, uh, can you tell us a little bit like what the beer is? It is a pale ale that we have added so far. It's not a finished product, but two pounds of hibiscus. We still plan to add more hibiscus and grapefruit to it. Um, we've used, the, the malt bill is very, very simple because we wanted to leave that light color and let the additions really do the talking. And the only hops that are in it are Eldorado and Fuel Melon. 
Okay. So, so once this is all said and done, uh, what what sort of numbers are you are you looking at on this in terms of ABV, IBUs, things like that? This ended up being in the high fours. Okay. The okay. whole mission statement with this beer, because this festival is going to be longer than your typical beer fest, you wanted to keep that ABV low. Right. So you want to make more of a session ale, really? Yeah. Okay. I, feel like, I feel like going to last year, everyone wanted to make the most brutal beer. So everyone <laughs> did like crazy high alcohol beers that were either like really spicy. This had some character that was just so over the top, which was awesome and really cool. I just think everyone like kind of learned. They're like, "Wow, we all got really fucked up last year." So yeah, let's uh, let's like lower it, you know, yeah. down a little bit. Um, it, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah, exactly. So with uh, every tasting we have on the show, we like to start with generally just kind of giving a description of how it looks. Then we'll go into how it smells, and then we'll do an actual taste of it. So, uh, you know, on first looks, this is a very hazy pale ale. It is. We should add, though, too, that you guys are trying it before it's actually finished. Oh, yeah. So, yes. yeah, uh, that, that's the finished true. product is... will probably look a little different. Yeah, yeah this is a work in progress. We are going to put a fining agent into it to brighten it up, make it okay. look like a more traditional pale ale. Okay, okay. cool, cool, right. cool. So, yeah, this is a work in progress. So. We can kind of skip that part. Yeah, keep that in mind. <laughs> so, it looks like a beer. Check. Right. <laughs> it's the demo. It's the EP tape. Yeah. <laughs> really fresh smelling. I, well, it is a really fresh beer. Yeah. So right. that kind of makes yeah. <laughs> So I do, I do really like the smell. It's very fresh smell yeah, to it. Very fresh and very floral. So mm-hmm. yeah. Obviously, the hibiscus you're putting in helps, and you're adding more, so it'll. <laughs> yeah. We, and then once you get that grapefruit in there too, you're gonna have a nice like citrus note to it yep. as well. Okay. A little bit of bitterness, a little bit more bitterness to come out due to that grapefruit. And yeah. hopefully with us adding a little bit more hibiscus to this, it's gonna add like a really nice hue of pink to it to really right. strip that metal down as much as we can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Blade Singer, uh, Steph, or Steve, Steph, Steph. You got he, it. Like, he uh, described it as being was like poofter. Yeah. And the floor notes being like Oofter. I like that. Okay. <laughs> hey, I was kind of curious what, in terms of the collaboration between the brewing process and the band. What was what was the collaboration like? Where where did they input? Where did you guys input? What what was the process on that? Uh, the input. Well, so we invited them up here and we sat down. We had a couple beers and we just started talking, spitballing ideas of what we wanted to do. And we ultimately landed on let's make the most unmetal looking beer as possible like that's where the hibiscus came in like it's going to be bright pink that at least that's the vision and people are like what is that it's pink you know and i like it they were something really stand out yeah well we wanted to do things that they wanted to do but we didn't want it to get out of the realm of possibility certain things just don't go well together right right so they were really really easy to work with Every idea that we gave them, they were like, yeah, that's great. And then like, can we do this? And it was just a real collaborative effort to make this beer happen. So. Very cool. How much Chinese food went into this beer? Oh, no, no, no. General So's <laughs> was, was harmed in the making of this beer. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you say we uh, we jump into this beer? Yeah. Let's take a drink. Let's see what, uh, see what we're getting ourselves into. It's going on number two. <laughs> <laughs> so it's already jumped the gun. Yes. Sorry. No, that's okay. Your guess, you can do as you please. Mm. I mean, it is, it yeah. is, it, it, right. it is his so. beer. It is actually his beer. <laughs> One thing I like about this beer, too, is it's not too bitter. I, I mean, our guests, from what we've seen so far, they're they're like 
they're not necessarily your typical craft beer drinker. You know, they wouldn't okay. necessarily sit around doing what we're doing today. Um, so I like having, like, I like seeing those approachable beers that people can kind of get introduced to flavors that aren't just too one way or the other, you know, to be, you right. know, I, I like this so far. I, I would agree. Uh, I mean, just from the initial tasting, like you get more of that floral and hibiscus up front. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and it's not, it's not too bitter. It's not too sour. And I, like you said, that simple grain bill allows those other flavors to pop out right away. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm definitely enjoying this Did and definitely find it approachable. <laughs> yeah. We added some weight. Yeah. I, I think like, I remember when we were talking, he was talking about the recipe a little bit. I like, you mentioned adding wheat too, and I think kind of helps enhance some of those like, um, additive characters, you know, the hibiscus, you know, the mm-hmm. dry hops, they kind of make them pop just a little bit more. So this is definitely what we would have classified on previous episodes as a gateway beer. Right. <laughs> yeah. This is one where if, if there's somebody there that doesn't do craft beer at all whatsoever, give them this. That'll kind of ease them into the craft beer world. This yeah. is this is a perfect example of that. Yeah, like, uh, like Meg was just saying, not every metalhead is going to be a craft beer drinker, right? If you know at their festival, right? But if they have this, this will kind of ease them into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so with that, I think maybe we should just kind of get more into the actual festival itself. Uh, it's going to be held September 9th on a Saturday. Doors open at two thirty, I believe, right? Uh, VIP doors open at one thirty. Okay. General admission doors open at two thirty. Okay, and uh, you're going to have thirty brewers. And yeah, I actually was just updating our map today. I think we have thirty-one okay. like beer, like beers or other libations that'll be represented or represented. Yeah, I saw and, that uh, uh, you had Red Star Kombucha and Apis are coming as well. So. Yeah, Red Star is actually no longer on the bill, but okay. <laughs> uh, Apis definitely. We added Wiggle today. Oh, over nice! There. Very cool. Um, who else did we add? We added Unibrew. We added Dark Horse. Those are some late additions that aren't featured on oh, our. Cool. Um, on our festival poster yet. Um, so you're yeah. here first, Unibrow and <laughs> Unibrow and Dark Horse will be there. We yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah we like getting some of those metal breweries covered. Yeah. They are on the updated. Flyer. Yes, they are. Yeah, yeah okay. Unibrew's definitely on the updated yes. one. Yeah. Do you guys have like an exclusive noise you can play? Cool. I wish we were like having it be interactive. That'd be so much fun. Like, just have like the noise, the whole sound bar. There. One, one day we'll get a soundboard when we're big enough. <laughs> <laughs> but still have it on a palette. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Got to stay with our roots. Right. Uh, so, like you were just saying, uh, you, you have you know about the thirty breweries, and like I, I like the mix that you guys have coming because you have bigger breweries that are known like Dogfish Head, but you're also including local breweries, obviously Spoonwood, Rock Bottom. I think I saw Roundabout is coming as well. So I, I like that you're able to get that mix going. It, how was it like, obviously talking to Pittsburgh brewers, it's a little easier to get them involved. How hard was it to get uh, some of the bigger names involved? So I did a lot of the outreach for the breweries and my first thing was we have a private brewers group that I was like, hey, if you want to be part of this, you know, uh, just let me know. I'll show you all the information you need. And um, so that was pretty easy. And then a lot of like, you know, the Green Flash, the Dogfish Head, I know the reps that are locally here. I do know some of the brewers at like actually both of those respective places. Um, But uh, I knew that they were already going to be on board and they were interested. 
Um, and then reaching out to Weyerbacher, I knew one of the brewers there, NEC Brow, I'm like friends with on Facebook with one of the owners. And so it was a simple message like, hey, we're doing this thing. Do you want to do it? And he's like, well, I like metal and I like beer. So yes, here, contact this person. And that was like, from there, it was pretty straightforward. They're all like, yes, let's, yes. Like, I mean, once the brewers were like, oh my God, you guys are doing this. That's so cool. Yes, I definitely want to be involved. There wasn't really too much of a like hunting down people to be Mm -hmm. part of it. I just figure out the semantics of the brewers that are coming from out of out of town, um, and luckily we are working with Comfort Inns and Comfort Inn and Suites uh, to kind of hook up some of the rooms uh, for the festival. Um, but yeah, it was actually way more easy and straightforward. The one thing I think that I do like to make a point when we talk about the breweries, though, is that it is different than a lot of other beer fests where the brewers like kind of are like, I want to be there versus like hey, we're getting asked and we should be there. And I think that kind of changed the dynamic of the whole festival. So the people who are coming to the festival not only get to try a lot of cool exclusive beers, but they also are around people who are already excited about being there. They're not going to be seeing some brewer who's just like, gosh, why am I here? <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be pouring. I'd rather be sitting on my couch, right. whatever, like whatever they do. Um, well, I yeah. think that, that points out another thing too, is that most festivals that I wind up is just volunteers at the festival. Sure, like you yeah. actually will be able to interact mm-hmm. with brewers and people that are actually coming from the brewery. That, yeah. yeah, that's exactly, that was one of the coolest things too, is that a lot of the brewers that are coming from out of town, like Weyerbacher, one of the brewers is going to be here, DC Brow, owner is going to be here, um, who else? I tried to get a couple of dogfish head, brewer, dogfish head brewers, but that didn't work out, but uh, yeah, that was another big point we made to the festival, is that we wanted people who were part of the brewing process to be there, so that, that also gave a different experience than your typical beer fest. Very cool. So, the other half of this festival would be the bands. And you already spoke about the outreach to the brewers. Yeah. Who was in charge of outreach to the bands, and who wound up who wound up kind of making this a bigger festival and able to pull in like barrenness? Well, locally, I was the person in charge of the bands. Okay. In terms of nationally, we kind of teamed up with Mr. Smalls since they have a obviously a working relationship with a ton of bands right. from all across the country. So Josh, who works there, was the one that kind of coordinated getting the nationals on board and helping us kind of lock those into place. I feel it would have been a lot harder with us just being who we are to reach out to a band like Baroness, but having an actual production company from a venue where Baroness has played in the past, right, I think right. made it a lot easier to be like, this is a real thing rather than just, you know, four schmucks that <laughs> are thrown in a beer festival. You're so. pretty pleased. Can you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, they are a beer festival. Yeah. And they also probably know, the right lingo and things like that with communicating with the bands, which was something, even though I've been playing in bands forever, I'm not on a a level like that. So there's a lot of weird things with contracts and stuff that I think was new to all of us, but we're learning a lot this year. So so you got a lot of help from Mr. Smalls in that way. That's cool that the venue was willing to work with you in that way. That's that's great. And I mean, I know Mr. Smalls as a, you know, metal venue sort of. That was like one of our reasons for wanting to do the festival there this year. Okay. I think was just knowing that we would have a better opportunity to bring in bigger talent if we worked with an established location. Yeah, cool. when we when we approached Mr. Smalls, they were really excited to get involved and they wanted to actually step up and 
be more involved than we expected them to, which was really nice. And I will say I am one step above a schlub with one of the national acts. I did go to high school with one of the members of CNXT today, and I was also in a band with the, with the members for a long time. So that was just an easy phone call, but <laughs> hey, get back together. <laughs> and it worked after three attempts. But <laughs> Third time's a charm. Right. Well, that's awesome. Um, so, so with all that coming together, Pittsburgh is kind of unique in the fact that I, I haven't seen many other uh, beer and metal fests like this. I know that some of them exist. What, I mean, all four, this is open to all four of you. What do you think it is that made it that we get a we get our own beer and metal fest and that we also haven't seen like a hip hop and beer fest or a punk and beer fest? What kind of brings that about? What, what about the culture and interconnection that kind of brings this one about? Well, punk only needs PBR. Yeah, I collaborated with a punk band last year, and I was like, "You guys want to do a malt liquor?" They're like, "Yes." Cobra tastings. I think that for the most part, it's not so much a a geographical thing as much as just like we're fortunate enough to have a group of people here that are all passionate enough to actually make it happen. Because there's so much bullshit that goes into putting together a festival like this and I yeah. think for most people just getting getting the ball rolling would just be really overwhelming but we have like a team of like super hardworking, dedicated people that want to make it happen and we just all happen to be in Pittsburgh so it's happening here so we all just happen to be friends too yeah. I mean, like we all knew each other for a while I mean we met Megan James last year when they started organizing the festival and they approached us because he's in a band and I co-own a, a metal coffee shop and then we became best friends <laughs> I've said this a few times before, um, but whenever we got the email, like, hey, we're throwing this metal festival and it's going to be a beer and metal thing and we're going to brew beers for the bands. Is this something you'd be interested in? Like the first thing out of my mouth is like, do you know who the fuck you're talking to? <laughs> of course, because like me and everybody in Greywalker are all craft beer fans. Like, you know, we route tours around breweries and nice. things like that. So it's just something that we're into. So this was like a no-brainer for us to play. And then just knowing that if there was a potential for me to get involved with the festival moving forward, I was like, I'm gonna get involved. Nice. And then again, here I am. And, here you are. and going back to the roots of the festival, I mean, that really stemmed from James and I already having a passion for metal and James coming from like being a musician for so long. And so, like, us getting the ball rolling on it, it was more so like, well, we go to beer fest all the time, and there's always, like, it's never, like, there's always music, there's always entertainment, but it never surrounds anything, like, off the cuff or unique. It's always like, okay, what's going to appeal to everyone? And so, us seeing that there was this opening, like, oh, we all make beer, and I'm sure there's a lot of other brewers who like heavier genres, um, that it just made sense. I mean, we're learning a lot about what this all means, but I think like going forward too, like as this grows though, it might become more encompassing. And like, I know my initial intention is I want to have punk, I want to have metal and any sort of subgenre, rock and roll. Like, I think it could be open to a lot of that. Um, it's just depending on where it moves and grows and what we decide to do. Uh, that, that actually kind of leads into my next question was going to be about the growth of the festival. Obviously last year it was at the Spirit Hall you know, it's a little local venue down in Lawrenceville. Uh, now you've moved into a well-known establishment like Mr. Small's that is pretty big on the scene. You have more bands, you have more beers, you have more collaboration beers. 
do you think next year you're going to be at Mr. Smalls? Or do you think, are you trying to shoot bigger? Because I'm thinking about the summer beer fest that gets put on normally, and there's always the open stage, and then they have the inside and outside of beer tastings. Is this like something you would aspire to, to get to that level with this festival? Uh, I feel like there's going to be a lot of conversations that happen after this fest. Like, I think they already mentioned, like, we were learning a lot. Like, I already learned a lot going, like, doing last year's about, like, who our guests are, what do people like, and how do our guests respond to things. And so this year we responded with that, and we're like, well, we knew we had to grow. And so, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't like putting too much, too many eggs in too many baskets before... I feel like I see the result, mm-hmm. um, but I mean, I feel like this could grow. You know, it could. It has pot- has potential right there in front of you, and I think it's just a matter of seeing, um, like, having our guests like learn a little bit more about the craft beer side of things, and I think that's like where the biggest growth we have is on that side. Okay. Whereas, like, I mean, anyone who loves certain metal bands, they're going to show up to a show, right? No matter what. So. Yeah. So. Um, Probably the hardest part is that there is no template. You know, right, we're, right, we're, yeah. we're doing this like we're, we bootstrapped everything. I mean, Megan James funded the first one; they're pretty much funding the second one. Um, there's we don't have the money that some of the bigger festivals do, so I mean, like we have to bootstrap it and figure it out. And I mean, there's like you said, there's only a few of these of festivals like this that are trying this out. So it's like we're kind of just like threw all the cool ideas together, hoping that it work, and then we adjust when we figure out what doesn't. Yeah, I think I'm personally I'm more concerned with just the festival being awesome and successful rather than the size of it. Mm-hmm. So it's just a matter of staying comfortable and just making sure that everybody's there has a really good time. And if it grows, it's going to be a natural growth. Okay. Just like this like year that. just felt very natural. It was yeah. kind of a no-brainer for us yeah. to move it to a bigger venue. Yeah, and I think that one of the biggest things that's always inspiring about it was that our brewers had an amazing time. Like, I can't tell you how many brewers came up to me last year and we're like, oh my gosh, we had such a fun time. Like I've never been to a festival like that. And to me, that spoke a little deeper to what we're doing than just our guests having a good time because if our brewers are enjoying their time, they're, that's gonna spread like wildfire. They're gonna be more apt to wanna help us do stuff like you know, posting flyers and like doing promotions for us. Like, I mean, we sent out graphics to every brewer and they're like posting them like wildfire. Like that's pretty cool to see. I mean, you don't see that with a lot of other beer fests. I mean, I know, I personally don't promote that I'm at a beer fest. <laughs> right. I, mean, I, I know I don't. Just, just. Yeah. <laughs> but I've never asked to do your boss. <laughs> well, that's great. I mean, I, I, think, I think this is a really uh, special and unique event that's going on in Pittsburgh and the fact that you know, you all sort of have a skin in the game, you know, with either you're playing at the festival or you've brewed something for the festival. So I think that's a really good thing for Pure, the community. Purely a passion project. Right. I love that. Yeah. That's awesome. Because right. like you guys said, with a lot of other beer fests, you go, a lot of brewers, they have to be there. You know, they have to grow their brand and things like that. Or there's just volunteers pouring beer. Right. Or they're volunteering <laughs> to go there. Right. But with this, it, it sounds like there's a lot of passion in this, which is absolutely awesome. Uh, on both sides, both on the music side and on the beer side, which is which is huge to be able to get that sort of passion, and it's 
growth is just naturally going to happen. And I look forward to see what's going to happen with this. Well, we found that brewers were like calling dibs on bands. I already heard like one for next year already today. Yeah. Like, oh my. Someone saw me and they're like, oh yeah, no, I know this band and we want to work with them. I'm like, that's, that's cool. That's like, right. They're getting excited for it. But I mean, that, that speaks volumes to the difference between what kind of beer festival this is and what another one is, is you have brewers that are speaking up like, this is how badly I want to be involved. Right. I want right. to be involved so badly that I want to call dibs on the band that yeah. you may or may not book next year. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, that's great too. Having breweries behind you like that and also having Mr. Smalls behind you like that, it sounds like everybody wants to be a part of this. Right. And I know I want to be there. Right. <laughs> so we're going to finish up segment one. We'll get back to uh, the original beer that we were tasting here. Uh, James, if you'd re refresh our memory of what it is. It is virulent. Euphoria. It is a pale ale brewed with hibiscus and grapefruits. And this was a collaboration beer with Victims of Contagion. Okay. And how do you, how do you find that band? You will <laughs> find them on all platforms of social media. <laughs> uh, not Instagram. <laughs> not Instagram. But Facebook. You will find them September 9th at Brutal Beer Fest. Yeah, that's, oh, yeah. that's, that's the right one. <laughs> I'm a bad person. <laughs> I think this is where we edit it and say, like, cut James back in and say, <laughs> no. Both like, things are relevant, because if you go to social media, you'll see they're advertising for the show. Right. Yeah. Which is good. See? Word of mouth. Gets Look it around. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Brian. You're welcome, James. <laughs> so I do have a bit of a problem with this beer. Uh, I already drank it. So yeah. I'm going to have to refill it's it. Going, yeah, you'll have to it's, refill it. It's pretty good. I yeah. am a fan of this. And, and and as it was already stated, it is a work in progress. But even now, like uncarbonated and not completely finished, it's a really fresh, easy drinker. I feel like a lot of people are going to enjoy this. Would would you say it tastes like first place? <laughs> I don't know that I can go that far yet. All right. <laughs> we, uh, still, we still have two more beers to go tonight. That's, that's and what then, we're aiming for. Yeah. Well, that, that, that might bring up a good thing yeah, that yeah. we can either talk about later or now, but like part of what we knew with all the collaborations is we let our guests choose which one they liked mm -hmm. the most, and they win a WWE-style wrestling belt. Oh, there's a prize on the line. Handcrafted by Tom Smith. And Stacy Stockdale, um, and I'm pretty excited to see how it turns out. But it's so awesome, and there'd also be a prize for the brewery. So the belt goes to the band, the brewery gets a trophy. Oh, so oh, it's, some, yeah. it's not for the faint of heart. It is a brutal <laughs> death match. Fair enough. Very nice. <laughs> Get the light tubes, boy. Yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, this is what brings uh, Brian's band back again this year. Ah. Yeah, we, we won last year. Got to defend the belt. That's there. right. Yes. Defense. All right, then. Title defense. The ladder match. To be the man, you have to be the man. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Gray Walker's walking in as uh, Brock Lesnar. So yeah. That's <laughs> yes. <laughs> the, this festival is uh, it's 45% beer festival, 45% metal festival, 10% wrestling. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't like we need to get the guys from the KSWA involved here. I hope so. <laughs> Hopefully one day. See, that was also about <laughs> uh, Well, I like I said before, I'm really enjoying this beer. As and am I. We got, but we still got two more to come up. So far, it's in first place. So far, it's in first place. <laughs> and that's a uh, half-finished product. Yeah. <laughs> but it's still in first place for now. <laughs> Uh, we're going to take a short break here, and then we'll come right back with segment two, and we'll talk a little bit more about Brutal. Sounds and good. And learn more about the people around our palette. 
Welcome back, Hop Nation, and we're ready for segment two, and we're talking about brutal beers. So I do have some news uh, from segment one coming into segment two. Yeah. Uh, I'm happy to report that everybody has flipped their cake to the right position, <laughs> so they don't have a knob up their ass anymore, which is a Thank you. Thank you. I figured that one out. <laughs> yes, uh, being that we're still non-visual, uh, it should be worth noting that we are all sitting on kegs, and we are sitting around uh, a wood pallet. The much you, yes, much you would find is anywhere house. The way God intended. That's right. So very DIY tonight. <laughs> Did we very mention that we're, that we're sitting inside a Spoonwood Brewery right now? Yeah, Is that we, yeah we said live yeah, from Spoonwood. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yes, we are live from Spoonwood tonight. And with that, let's get into our next beer, and I think maybe Brian should be the one to introduce it. Sounds great. <laughs> so I guess we are about to try the Whiplash Wit, which is Grey Walker's collaboration this year with Penn Brewery and Maggie's Farm Rum. I actually have not had this beer finished yet, so I'll be having it for the first time with all of you. I'm happy to share this experience. The beer is a it's a Belgian spice ale, basically. Basically, we took a like a Belgian wit beer and infused it with Maggie's Farm Falernum, mm-hmm. which is an island spice they do that is made up of ginger, clove, and lime. Ooh. And then Penn Brewery also added like some coriander and some other spices. I think sweet orange peel. Okay. If I if that makes sense to the to the wit, yeah. and then you know it was like a little bit of tartness with it with some of the lactic acid. I think they added too. I don't know a whole lot about brewing beer. That's the best I can give you okay. <laughs> with it. That's everything that kind of goes into it. So it's a low drinking, very sessionable beer again, like under 5%. Uh, and yeah, I'm excited to try it. That's so all I can say. He did say one of the dirty words, and I'm afraid for this beer. Coriander. Coriander. Uh, on one of our previous episodes, we had a beer that was brewed with coriander. All I could taste was soap. He has a uh, genetic affection <laughs> that makes coriander taste like soap. I think it's about 15% of, of Americans of the world. Yeah. Of the world have this problem. Yeah, so it, it just tastes like soap instead of what it's supposed to taste like. So if he doesn't like it, don't take offense. It's just his bad genes. Right. <laughs> well, I would say it's, it's one of the, the dozen things that's in the beer. That's so yeah. hopefully it's not going to stick out too much to you. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say I'm, I'm glad I get to be one of Brian's first experiences. <laughs> <laughs> Brian gets a lot of firsts tonight. A lot of firsts every, every day. We get to witness it. I know. Uh, it's a beautiful thing. We're going to watch, and we're not even going to pay for it. <laughs> Let's just remind everyone that James likes big packages. That's it. <laughs> Sorry, Brian. Hashtag big package. <laughs> That's okay. It's pronounced pecan. <laughs> Cheers. Are we, are we drinking it now? Yeah, sure. Good. Sure. Uh, on first look, though, it's a very clear, very nice looking beer. I say it's almost, a, very almost like it has a green hue. I don't know. Yeah. There's like so much lime, there's just like has a green hue or it's my eyes. On the nose, yeah, you can tell it's 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 Belgian. Yeah. yeah very, very Belgian. Very. I'm definitely getting that ginger up front. Ginger, I'm almost getting a little roll onto the banana side of things. Yeah, a little bit. I got that a little. Yeah. A little on the moth side of mm-hmm. things. So. <laughs> So, uh, without further ado, I say we drink it. Mm-hmm. It's cold. Mm. I'm digging really it. good. I'm digging it. No soap flavor for you? No. no All right, good. It, I mean, it's been buried enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Our idea was we wanted to do something that was, again, approachable, mm-hmm. but still, how unique could we make an approachable beer? Right. You know? So, my idea was, like, how could we make a, a Sprite beer or something like okay, that like okay. a very zesty yeah. lemon limey type of beer yeah i'm definitely getting like it's it's pretty sweet and lemon lime up front and 
like has a dry finish at the back. It's not like it doesn't overstay its welcome. <laughs> so the Whiplash Wit, what is the story behind that name? Well, it's a wit beer, and we're a metal band, and we're all into headbanging. So you get whiplash from headbanging. Yeah, you okay. get the whiplash from headbanging. So the idea is that this beer is so good; it's kind of it's dubbed as whiplash wit headbang fuel. So it's just supposed to make you, okay. you nice. throw a bunch of this back, and you just fucking bang your head. And uh, yeah, it's a it's a whiplash inducer. I like it. I like it. <laughs> Thank you, Adam, for being, for being the person who didn't get it. Well, I, I didn't think to ask that question because I did get it. So since, since this is a non-visual podcast, obviously, right. uh, everybody that is sitting around the palette right now is wearing black, except for one person. <laughs> <laughs> that person is me, who showed up in khakis. I'll black everything. Sorry. <laughs> so I am, I am out of place. You're, 100%. You may feel out of place, but you are the entrance into the world for everybody else. That is true. You, ser- you serve as the portal. And this would be a nice place to insert that nobody is out of place at Brutal Beer Fest. Everybody is welcome. Yeah. Very like good. It. Yeah. Uh, we, I might, like it. we might dress in dark clothes, we, but we have light hearts. We, I like that. <laughs> we've said this a lot that, you know, even if you don't like heavy metal, this is still a really good opportunity to try a bunch of good beers and see a lot of great live entertainment. All the bands that we picked to play this festival are all fantastic live bands that play a good show. And if I guarantee you, if, no matter who you are, if you're crushing a bunch of beers, you're going to have a good time watching these bands play. Yeah, I, I would thoroughly agree with that. And again, you're supporting the community by coming out for something like this. It's a bunch of local brewers and a bunch of local bands. Uh, supporting one or the other is a great thing. Local arts. Local arts. Yes. There you go. Stimulate those senses. <laughs> <laughs> so as we've uh, mentioned already in the uh, previous segment, we're, we've been talking about the collaboration aspect of Brutal Beer Fest. And I think this is one of the most unique parts of about, about the festival, aside from the fact that you were having big heavy metal acts and you're getting to taste all kinds of beer you actually have bands and brewers coming together to make their own one-of-a-kind beer that you're only going to be able to get at brutal fest so uh just open to the floor anybody want to speak about kind of what the process is of getting into that i mean brian you have your experience on the band end james and meg you have your experience yeah so uh, like going into it, kind of goes back to the beginning of why we're doing this and what we and like what we were initially intending. Uh, when we were going after it, we saw a lot of overlaps between beer and music and the two industries and see how they can collide. And so very early on, that was like our biggest push is that that was what was going to make this festival unique is that we want. We've already seen so many collaborations go on between bands and breweries that we want to bring that to this festival. And it happened, like, last year, I think we had maybe five, six. This year, we have almost ten. Yeah, I, I think I actually we're, counted we're, eleven or twelve. Yeah, like, we, I mean, it's, it's just everyone wanted to do that, and I think that's what's kind of cool about it. And um, the way I personally approached it, because I'm collaborating with CNX Tuesday, um, I first went to them and asked like kind of what they liked to drink and what they were envisioning themselves. I mean, they're all like everyone as a brewer that I'm working with as like for my band, 
they're creative people mm-hmm. you know they they have thought about this at one point or another you know or even if they haven't they probably would um, so when they came back to me they gave me some ideas uh, Nick is really close with the band I was collaborating with so I wanted to kind of keep him in the loop on it by kind of keeping a coffee element mm-hmm. to the beer um, so when my band was said they first came back saying they wanted to do some sort of porter I basically sent them back an email saying these are all my ideas now you know I threw out doing a coffee beer doing um, a nitro beer doing something with tea doing something with a fruit um, you know literally I was like you know the you know we could literally do anything uh, just tell me kind of where you guys want to come in creatively um, so we narrowed it down to wanting to keep the coffee element, and I also felt that no breweries are probably going to be coming to the festival with a nitro beer. So we're serving our beers on nitrogen, um, and the band I, I collaborated with has a song called Alpha and Omega. Okay. So we brought that into the mix, and we felt, okay, we're going to have an alpha beer, and we're going to have an omega beer. So breaking it down from being just coffee, now we have, okay, it's going to be a beer that's has coffee in it and it's going to be a, some sort of alpha and omega um, you know we first were like thinking the same beer one with coffee one without um, and then I also already had a beer on nitrogen that I was like you know this would be really good with coffee and it was a lighter beer so we brought that into it um, so yeah so basically kind of wrapping that up we have a light beer that is our alpha has coffee in it so it's a honey cream ale that's coffee in it, served on nitrogen. And then the second beer we're doing is a chocolate rice stout with coffee. Um, so it's nice and chocolatey, really nice mouthfeel, little mild spice note from the rye, um, and they're both gonna be served on nitrogen. So it'll have a nice, smooth mouthfeel. It'll be really interesting. And I'll admit that that's one of the, well, two obviously, but yeah. th- those two I've been looking forward to. I'm a big fan of coffee beers. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited for that one. Um, is it the same coffee in both beers, or yeah? Nick, so you, you gave us our like Nick gave us your house blend, right? Is yeah, uh, we use our, our house blend, blend, which is the light bear blend, which is roasted actually locally by Zeke's um, over in East Liberty. Very cool, very cool. So it's a collaboration of three, really. <laughs> Rock bottom, uh, Zeke's in East Liberty, and mm-hmm. uh, the band. See you next Tuesday. So and is, of course, and Black yeah. is there any possibility for anybody that isn't able to go to the event, which they should go 100%, but is there the possibility of any of these beers being available outside of the beer fest? Uh, mine probably will not be because I'm basically taking a batch and kind of specializing a couple kegs directly for the festival. And then I'm going to, for the darker beer, I'm going to bottle off some beers for the band so they can have them and take them home. Um, but after that, the light beer, I literally have two kegs that are going right to the fest. And I'm making, two, I'm taking two of the kegs of the chocolate rice down and putting them in a nitro situation. So, so when they're gone, they're gone. They're gone. Yeah, they're gone. They're gone. How about you, James? <laughs> um, y'all just maybe potentially, I don't know, have to come to Spoonwood afterwards to find out. Fair enough. Maybe, maybe maybe not. Yeah, Yeah. I know we're doing a very, very small amount this year. Uh, Um, If we have anything that's left over, we might do another special event, but it's very, very limited. And one thing I do want to comment on that I think is really cool about this beer festival is just all the opportunities to drink unique, different beers from breweries that you might be familiar with. A problem that I have when I go to beer festivals is I will go and there's all these breweries that I like 
but a lot of the stuff that they have is the stuff that I've already had yeah, you've a already thousand had. times. They kind of they're bringing like their basic stuff to introduce, you know, their brand to new people. Right. I think this festival is definitely a good festival for people that are new to craft beer and also people who have been in it for a while that want to try new things from breweries that they love. It's a good combination of both. Yeah, getting these exclusives is a it's a real pep up for me. <laughs> uh, I know, like I already said, I'm, I'm interested in uh, the Meg's two beers that she's brewing. Um, Rivertown has a chocolate stout that's going to be there that was a, a brewing collaboration with Bethlehem uh, and I believe uh, Church Brew Works has one coming with videotapes with videotapes yeah mm-hmm. it's a it's a rye ipa called and i heard it's going to be red yeah yeah like <laughs> red. yeah literally it what they're like they're searching to make it red so that'd nice. be kind of cool and fun and metal yeah it's called blood path ipa blood so bank Blood, Blood Bank. Bank. Yeah. Blood Bank. Okay. Oh, okay. And we also. actually pulled in Lavery from Erie PA, wanted to be involved, and we hooked them up with Postmortal Possession. They're doing a nice Pilsner for mm-hmm. that, which is pretty cool. Love me a good Pilsner. Bonus on top of that, uh, Black Forge also teamed up with Full Pint and did a collaboration beer, and we we're debuting it at Brutal Beer Fest. Oh, nice. And then is this another exclusive? Yeah. Sort of. <laughs> um, so, like, we actually announced this, Black Forge announced this uh, about a month ago. But, okay. um, Ashley, my partner, and I, we're going to take the beer on tour, and the first tour stop is Brutal Beer Fest. And throughout September, we're doing 12 different events at 12 different locations. Very awesome. Very cool. So that'll be the first place that you can try it is at Brutal Beer Fest. Great. Good to know. Um, well, so uh, we've gotten past that. I think maybe just let's take a little time to learn more about the people we have sitting around our palate and uh, what kind of got them into metal and into beer. So I, let's just start right away with James. What, uh, what kind of draw you, draws you to both of these things so, to bring you here today? <laughs> so growing up, you know, it was always, you know, I would always hear Van Halen, ACDC, mm-hmm. stuff around the house. You know, fast forward to my teen years, uh, dude from high school. You know, I I'd already seen this band on like TRL back when MTV still played music. You know, I saw all the corn videos. I'm like, this band is really freaking interesting. James, they're bringing TRL back, by the way. Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, I, 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 hopefully, this information isn't privileged information, but a comedian from Pittsburgh was actually hired to be the host, and she lives out in California. Now. Okay, That's so this awesome. is, we're going to full stop oh, this podcast right now. <laughs> I need details. Have, That's all the details I have. Sorry. Well, no, that's that's awesome. So. I, I would watch the corn videos on TRL. I was really interested, and that was really like the first band I got into. Right, was corn, and um, you know, just growing up, really just getting further and further into to heavy music. It went from you know corn to you know Ozfesto three, which was my first concert I got to go to without my parents. You know, seeing Shadows Fall and Killswitch yeah. and Chimera on those side stages. Cradle Filth was there that year. It was just like, oh my God, I went there a corn fan and left with the Art of Balance from Shadows Fall. And I was like, this is just so awesome. I think I was actually just, working security at that show. <laughs> so many doors open. And then, you know, you just fast forward and you get into beer. And, you know, I worked at Southern Tier for a few years before moving down here. And just, you see so many parallels between the mindset that goes into creating a song or creating a beer. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, they are so similar. And it takes a very very extreme human being to do metal and beer and it's just it's it's awesome so very cool uh how about you Meg? what what brings you to both beer and metal 
Okay. Well, I feel like, I mean, growing up, I'm more so I didn't really have as big of an influence as far as music goes as James probably did. But, you know, going into high school, I had a lot of, there's like a lot of people into punk around me. And so that was a pretty big influence on being introduced to heavier music. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say I was like super into a lot of different bands in the metal genre when I was in high school, but um, kind of as I like got older, um, the beer thing kind of came in. So this is like kind of where I'll, I'll bring interject beer in. I had a friend introduce me to homebrewing. I really haven't done a lot of homebrewing myself, but kind of introducing me to homebrewing itself kind of opened my world to what kind of the industry might be like. Mm-hmm. And that it's really social. There's a lot of really cool people always trying to learn things from one another. Um, so, like, kind of from that point, it was when I started pursuing trying to get into the beer industry. Um, I also grew up in Western New York, so uh, Southern Tier was the first company I tried to work for, and that was my first job in the beer industry. Um, doing the most basic gluing boxes, labeling bottles, stuff. Um, kind of fast forwarding to where we are now. Um, I went from their bottling line, moved out west to pursue the career path, and then I kind of moved back pretty quick to get a job. And now we're in Pittsburgh, so that's where I am today. But meeting James kind of really gave me a full rounded spectrum of metal music and mm-hmm. really opened my eyes to the passion that's it, that is like behind metal. Like what I saw was that the way James spoke about metal was very similar to what how I would talk about beer, and I saw those parallels, and I thought it was really interesting, unique, and you know, kind of made me feel more gravitated towards people who were into metal because I'm like, oh, they might be like this, they might have passion, they might be really interesting and unique people to talk to, and kind of spiraled from there. So that's where I. Where I land. Yeah. If you can be passionate about one thing, you can be definitely passionate about another. So, sure, yeah. yeah. Very cool. Brian, what brings you to beer and metal? Metal, I grew up with, you know, um, to paint like a small picture of you, you know, I was born, or picture of me, I'm sorry. <laughs> picture, I was, picture I was, for me. <laughs> I, was born, I was born in 1985 to two parents that were both 17 years old. Mm. And my dad loved like Megadeth. Maiden, Metallica, you know, Anthrax, all that thrash metal stuff. That's what he was into. My mom was into all of the more like Poison, Cinderella, Bon Jovi stuff. So I just basically didn't even have a choice. Right. You know, when it it comes to that, I grew up around it. Yeah. And I have liked metal my entire life. Um, Beer came a lot later, actually. I really didn't even start getting into beer until I was maybe like 25. Um, I had already had a pretty strong interest in food. I like cooking. I like mm-hmm. going out to eat a lot. And I started working in coffee. And then it was just a natural evolution, just like learning about things that pair well with other things and then starting to try different beers. So basically when I started really drinking beer, I was, it was coming from the perspective of craft beer. I didn't like start on a drinking like shitty beer and working my way up right it was kind of like oh you got to jump to the front of the line (laughs) yeah yeah but i've grown to appreciate shitty beer yeah over you know over time it has its place definitely somewhere else definitely i think that (laughs) i I don't think everybody will agree with me on this and this i just think that with a lot of people that 
claim the title of being a beer snob or something like that. Yeah. I feel like you can't truly beer be a beer snob if you can't appreciate all beer, even the shitty Agreed. beer, right. because Agreed. it has yeah. its time and place. Yes, you know what I mean. Like, I don't necessarily want to drink the most quote like dank hazy thing if i'm just crushing cheap hot dogs at a cookout like if i'm at a cookout like give me a cheap beer to go with my cheap food it works well yeah it does you know i like i really relate beer and food a lot like i got in to beer on the darker side with like any more like the coffee flavored stuff because that's where i was coming from Mm -hmm. and then you know i had an ipa with a beer battered fish sandwich and i was like these are perfect together because obviously my vanilla java porter would not match well right, with no. a beer battered fish sandwich. <laughs> no, but green flash palate wrecker goes awesome with a fish sandwich. Right, yeah. So that's just where I came from, and that's pretty much where I still am today. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. All right, Nick, you're last up. Uh, I mean, similar story to Brian. I was born in 1985. That's with similarity stuff. Uh, <laughs> 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 no, my my family weren't big music art people, but I had a lot of friends that were, and uh, a close friend of mine, his parents were obsessed with 80s hair metal. I'm talking like shelves of cassette tapes that we would go through like a library, and that's where I got my obsession for Twisted Sister and Firehouse and bands like that, um, and then that slowly molded into uh, new metal, and I was obsessed with Mudvayne and Slipknot and Deftones and early metal like that, and then, um, and if anybody wants to poo on that, they can fuck themselves. Um, <laughs> yeah, agreed, agreed. <laughs> uh, but that did, that parlayed into, into hardcore and, and metal like that, and then an appreciation for, like, metal, metal, like your, your Slayer, your Slayer, your Megadeth, you know, and, and bands similar to that, bands that have been playing blast beats before I understood why blast beats were cool. Yeah. You know, and um, and then, then, yeah, it was just, I mean, like collecting baseball car- cards or anything else, you're just always looking for the coolest new riff or like the heaviest breakdown or the craziest drummer that exists out there. And, you know, then Meshuggah comes around and crushes everybody. And, <laughs> you know, nobody else has a chance. Um, but as far as like beer went, like I never acquired that taste for beer until I was a broke 22 year old and um, I think somebody brought up King Cobra but at the time down the street <laughs> down the street from where I lived it was two 40 ounce King Cobras for three dollars um, that yep. was what my band lived off of um, that's it's how about we partied. what it still is at get go <laughs> that's, that, that's how we partied all the time um, and so that was up until about 25 and then when I moved to Pittsburgh um, my coworker and my boss were obsessed with craft beer and it was kind of like an initiation process where it was like we will force this down your throat until you love it. Um, which is what happened because when your boss is a kegerator filled with nugget nectar and, you know, pumpkin when it yeah, was, holy people were into it and shit. Um, you know, he's like, it's either this or water. So if you want to get drunk, you need to drink good beer. Uh, and I did. And now I love it. <laughs> Very see, cool. see, for me, there's nothing wrong with anyone who's like, oh, I had a King Cobra. That's the baddest ass thing ever. <laughs> there's a story of me going into a beer distributor in Cleveland, Ohio, seeing a 12 pack of those things. I'm like, I was like a kid on Christmas. Like, oh my God, 1240s in the same box? I bought it, drank it, loved it. Well, the best part about King Cobra is even if you open it the night before, it tastes exactly the same the next morning. Yeah. So, they, can sit out. yeah, you can, you can stock up on, on two of them and be good for a weekend. Another thing that I think is really awesome is uh, getting to meet all of these brewers over the past year since I got involved with Brutal and going to the Brewers Olympics and uh, at Grist House, shout outs. Mm-hmm. And 
everybody, all the brewers brought growlers of their own stuff, and there was all this good beer everywhere, but pretty much every single brewer was just crushing Icy Light mangoes. <laughs> uh, you realize you're saying yes, but we brought it. <laughs> I'm proud to be the supplier of that it was demand. Just, it was just so cool to, like, honestly see that, to see that, like, even they can appreciate something. A good right. beer is a good beer. It doesn't right. matter really what it is or where it comes from. Yeah. And that's the same thing with music. So to mirror Nick, like if you, you have a problem with new metal, yeah. see me oh. in the pit. <laughs> <laughs> the push pit, that is. We're not, we're not dancing and throwing kicks. Yeah. <laughs> I would say I would say well, if you're into that, that's cool too. Yeah. Whatever you like, just be happy. Life's hard. <laughs> you know what? That's just a, that's a good message. Wow. <laughs> Positive Polly over here. Wow, that's maybe the third Limp Bizkit reference on this show. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was so the far. On this episode I kind of want to know. No, no, the show. The show, oh, okay, the show. Okay. It's usually our uh, other host Sam making the Limp Bizkit reference. Hey, he picks quite the significant other. Ooh. Oh, wait, we are just full of puns. <laughs> Sorry, I'll, I won't give any more pit pit. I'll see you. No, 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 puns no, are okay. No. That's usually his department. You bask in those but. puns. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're definitely down with puns. We're down with uh, quote-unquote shitty beer. I know he, Adam is a big fan of Genesee Cream. Oh, yeah, When he Jenny. can get it. Yeah, buddy. Get some Jenny. And uh, you can commonly see me out on the golf course uh, drinking Steel Reserve, so... <laughs> I just, I feel like too it's like as like a lot of the brewers I know too I mean granted we all we if you could get like a bunch of brewers together we're at some point or another going to talk about beer in some capacity our jobs whatever but I, I think a lot of the people especially a lot of the brewers that are involved brutal that I've gotten to know a little bit better um, you know we're down for whatever you yeah. know we really don't discriminate <laughs> discriminate against any beers so like I mean if you get us around us I mean we're not going to be turned down in Miller Lite or whatever right. you know there's I don't know the best beer there's is a cold beer yeah. yeah I I I'd hate I don't always enjoy the snobbery and that's one cool, th- cool thing about Brutal is that you know we don't really have snobs come as really you are yeah come, come as, as you are, are. All right, very cool. I mean, it's great to hear everybody's history like that. Uh, I think, you know, I, I have a similar history of growing up with <laughs> quote-unquote shitty beer and, uh, you know, listening to corn on TRL. So I, yeah. can, I definitely identify with that. <laughs> um, but let's get back to uh, the beer that we are having. Uh, Brian, why don't you remind us what we were drinking, your collaboration? This is Whiplash Wit. It is Grey Walker's collaboration with Penn Brewery and Maggie's Farm Rum. It is a Belgian spiced ale that is infused with... Maggie's Farm Falernum. It is about 4.5% on the ABV. I don't know anything else spec-wise. I am not a brewer, but I'm really happy with how it turned out. You know, it's the polar opposite of what we did last year. Last year, we did a vanilla rum porter. Right. Ooh. That's... That sounds like a monster. <laughs> and it, it was good. It, it I'm was, sure it was good. It was good. Yeah. And it, it also was... It was only around... It wasn't a very heavy beer by right. any means, you know. Uh, but yeah. So we wanted to do something that was still easily approachable, mm-hmm. but also the polar opposite of what we did last year. I would definitely say this is really approachable. Uh, like I said earlier, it, it has that sweetness, but it's not like desserty sweet, and it, it very has that lemon lime flavor to it, right. and that little bit of ginger pop. Right. I, yeah. I, I like that. It's got that yeah. pop. Yeah. Uh, I, I did have another problem with this one, uh, similar as what I had the last time. I drank, I drank it way too fast. Right. Uh, <laughs> it, it was good. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, it is it is a a smooth drinker. Uh, 
for me, and as you know, I'm not a big IBU guy. No. Uh, I like my beers nice and low on the on the hot profile, and this is right in the wheelhouse. I am digging this beer a whole lot. Thank you. That was another thing too, is we needed to meld all of our interests in craft beer as a band together and really play off of what Penn Brewery can do well. Mm-hmm. So it's just a very traditional style beer that's not super hot forward or too abrasive in any way. Right. Just so it was something that we could all genuinely enjoy and right. the brewery and Maggie's Farm would be happy having their name attached yeah. to. Well, I think they should be proud. And uh, again, this is another collaboration beer that you can only find at Brutal Beer Fest on September 9th. Hint, at hint. Mr. Smalls. Hint, hint. <laughs> uh, I enjoyed this beer. Adam enjoyed this beer. I think everybody else around the palette enjoyed the beer. So uh, we're going to take a little short break and we'll be back with segment three. Hop Nation USA, we are back with our final segment for the evening, and we're still joined by all these wonderful people from the Brutal Beer Fest. Uh, we're just going to jump right into segment three with our third and final beer of the night. And Meg, why don't you introduce us to this beer? So we have Full Pints Ale Satan. It's a cherry Berliner Weiss that has uh, scorpion peppers, I believe, Ooh, it's, boy. and I think some habaneros. It's a spicy sour beer All right. with All some right. fruit. Now we're down with this. And yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm really glad this one was third. This is actually, <laughs> um, and they released this beer last year for Brutal Beer Fest as well. So it's the second round. All right. So awesome. Second time around. Uh, not a collaboration beer, but it will be at Brutal Beer Fest. Yep. Looking at it, it is a hazy. very nice, Kind of little darker than golden color. I feel like it's almost like you can tell it's like a little red from the cherries. Yeah. Having it like on the that. nose, you definitely get that cherry, but I don't smell any pepper yet. So. See, but I get that I get that sour side of things. Yeah. Right off the yeah, end. a little tart cherry. So we'll see we'll see how it goes on taste. One thing I noticed immediately from this, and I having had it last year. It was just really spicy, <laughs> and I and I have really, I appreciate I have appreciation for spicy beers, but I I can't handle too much heat. So I love when there's like the balance, like you're like you want to go after the heat, but you also want it to be kind of part of the full flavor. Right. And I think they really hit it on the the noggin this year. Sounds like the uh, the homebrew you got going on in the basement right now. Uh yeah. Uh I'm I'm right now I'm brewing a. Blueberry raspberry with a Carolina Reaper. So holy shit! Yeah, <laughs> we'll see how that one comes out. Uh, but okay. as far as this one goes, I think it's really good. It definitely has. I'm not a big fan of sours, as I've said. Oh, before. I haven't drank it yet. Well, Was I, I, have, supposed to I got it? into. It. Yeah, go. Oh, right. Can I get into it? <laughs> not a big fan of sours, but it's not that sour. It's just has that cherry tartness to it. Well, like a Berliner Weiss. Right. It, it, yeah. That's yeah. It's much. It's much harder. more along the lines of a Berliner Weiss. Um, but that, that pepper is really well balanced. Like you can definitely tell it's not a habanero. Right. You, if you know what a you know Trinidad scorpion pepper tastes like, it tastes like that. So what what I like is that it, it rolls from that, that tartness of the Berliner Weiss into the spiciness yeah. of the pepper. It, it's a very natural progression from one side to the other. And I, and I really like that. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's definitely just a tag on the end with the heat, but mm -hmm. you, you, if you know what pepper you're looking for, you can definitely taste it in there with the cherry. Yep. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm digging this. As am But I. then again, I enjoy incredibly hot food, so right. <laughs> this isn't going to bother me. <laughs> you're the 10 plus guy. Yes. <laughs> me <Talk>. too. <laughs> you go to your Thai food restaurant and ask for 10 plus? Good. Yeah. Good. My man. <laughs> Couple of I've only ever made it to nine. It's okay. Actually, I have I'm a one star here. This is completely sidetracked, but I always have a problem making food for people because what my base level of something not being spicy is at this point is probably yeah. way beyond <laughs> what other people are into. Like I have a bottle of sriracha that I keep in my fridge yeah. that I have like a full bottle of flashbang dumped into. Nice. <laughs> and it's you know I just shake it up and that's what I do. But like a lot of the times people will use it just thinking it's normal sriracha, not realizing <laughs> oh, no. it's a, oh, a no. three point five million Scoville unit hot sauce in it. And it's oh, a little, no. it's a little spicy. So but I like that stuff. So uh, I'm assuming you, you might be a fan of that show, Hot Ones. Yeah, on definitely, yeah, 100. Okay. <laughs> Sean Evans. Yeah, shout outs, good dude. Yeah, I love that shit. All right, well, for our for our third segment, I uh, <laughs> I prepared a little game for us. Yeah. And uh, I I kind of I'll admittedly I only prepared it for uh, about three people, but we can easily do it with the five that we have sitting here. Woo! Uh, what I wanted to do though is play a little game of either or or both. And what I'm going to ask you is, I'm going to present you with a name, and it's going to be either a beer, or something metal, or it's something both. By, by something metal, like metal music? So it's either going to be uh, a band, a album, or a song. Okay. Yeah. As okay. far as metal. As far as beer goes, it's just going to be the name of a beer, not a brewery. I am so screwed. I know. <laughs> so everybody else sitting around the table in black, your goal <laughs> is to not lose the Adam. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm coming for you. Uh, but just just a quick example. If, if I said he loses, can we cover him in corpse paint? Sure. Hey, wait a minute. You don't speak for me. No. Oh, oh, sorry. Done. Deal's done. Deal's done. I should ask James about being covered in corpse paint. <laughs> it's if it's latex, it's awesome. the worst. <laughs> just say it's awesome. <laughs> it's the best thing ever. It's the best thing. It's the best. It, is that something to expect at Brutal? Will you be pouring with corpse paint on? I will probably be running around drunk kissing everything. Okay. We might have at least one guest with corpse paint. Last year we actually had someone message us asking if it was okay if they brought or they wore corpse paint. And I mean, I, I said yes, of course, but that was pretty cool. All right. Come as you are. Come, <laughs> Come as you are. are. Have, have, have your own fun. Dark clothes, light hearts. <laughs> yeah. That needs to be on a t-shirt. <laughs> a black t-shirt. <laughs> but anyway, for an example of this game, uh, if I said The Trooper, you would say both, mm -hmm. because it's both the Iron Maiden song and they had the beer come out by the uh, Robinson Family Brewers. Mm -hmm. So. All right. We're kind of clear now. I'm going to start with Adam. I'm going to give you what I think might be an easy one. All right, let's see it. Bongzilla. Bongzilla? Bongzilla. Oof. See, now, you you know, could be like a high IPA. Or... It could be. Yeah. It could be. Or it could be a band. Could be a band. <laughs> I'm going to need an answer. You know what? I'm going to say uh, metal. Yes, Bongzilla is a band. All right, you got it. All right, James. Oh, wait, I thought we were like Team Abe here. All black, everything. No, no, no. no not as a team. You play singles. Fuck. <laughs> and just so you know, I'm winning. <laughs> He's up by one. For right now. 
James, I'm going to give you this one. Watershed. Oh, shit. I know that's an album. I have not heard of a beer called Watershed, so I'm going to say album. Meg, would you like to steal? Fuck! No, no, no. <laughs> I really don't. I know it's Opeth. Yeah. It is an Opeth it's album. It's a beer, isn't it, too? It's both. Fuck! It's both. <laughs> Was it an Opeth beer or just a beer that happened to be called Watershed? There are, uh, so I fact-checked everything between all music and Untapped, and I, I thought Watershed was a good one that sounded like a beer, and then I checked Untapped. There are, like, five different beers with the name Watershed. Are I mean, they Opeth oh, beers? So no, they're not. They're just, then, they're just different words. I, I guess yeah, it goes, that's fair. It, it, it counts. Yeah, it still counts. Yeah, yeah. It's still a beer. Do I get yeah. half a point? I apologize. You can have half a point. Yes! You have a half a point because you did recognize the Opeth. But I'm still winning. <laughs> I deeply, and I just want to apologize for yelling into the microphone. I apologize. <laughs> I'm cool, calm, and reserved. Okay, right. Meg, here's yours. Broken Skull. Okay, I know it's a beer. That's why I didn't give you this one, James, because uh, I think you know it. <laughs> I'm going to say it's just a beer. Yes, it is just a beer. Yes! Don't call Steve Austin. Don't call IPA. I'm out to know. that I am married to him. <laughs> and I know I, I was just going down the list. I wouldn't have known otherwise. <laughs> I was going down the list. I didn't know I, if that was too far out of your wheelhouse. Evans 316 says, I just outdrank your ass. <laughs> <laughs> that of course, Broken Skull is the Elf Segungado IPA brewed specially for Stone Cold Steve Austin. Did good. I'm beating you, though. <laughs> ah, bastards. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brian, you're up. Yes. A tube on. It's a beer. What? And a band. Well, well, this is the thing. This is where. Because it's a beer for Megadeth, but it's not the name. The name of the beer isn't Megadeth. No, it, it, it's the name of a song. Is that a Megadeth song? Yeah. I didn't know that. So <laughs> I didn't know that. What album is that off of? Like um, a bunch, because a they bunch. redid. Yep. They did one. It's they did the 1994, and then they redid it with Euthanasia and United Abominations. Yeah. Okay. They so if it's on it Euthanasia, of uh, Lacuna Coil. I should know it. Euthanasia is the last Megadeth album that I consider to be a Megadeth album, but okay. I didn't know that. <laughs> so that. I will give you that. So Fair you enough. He gets half point. Sorry. Halfway close. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Tiny <Tyler. laughs> He's legitimately drank. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nick, you're up. All right. Pretty simple. Pit of zombies. Uh, I'm, I, I'm, I think it's just a beer. I'm way wrong, huh? Yeah. No, I don't know what it is. Nope. Pit of zombies is a cannibal corpse song. Ah. Oh, uh, no. I was never a cannibal corpse fan. Oh. No, I'm told that I look like a singer all the time. <laughs> All right, Adam, back to you. To take the lead. To take the lead, but I'm giving you a hard one. All right. Me and you, buddy. We got this. <laughs> Ogie yeah, T. I mean, hymnal. You. Say that again? Ogie T. Hymnal. I'm going to have to say uh, both. Well, you'd be wrong. Damn. Ogie T. Hymnal is simply a Baroness song, which is the interlude into A Horse Named Golgotha off their Blue album. Baroness, which you can see <laughs> at the Brutal Beer Fest. <laughs> September I like Nicely done. Well done. Well done. September 9th. <laughs> I have it on final. So I'm going to have to give you a half one on that one, Adam. So I'm still winning is what I'm saying. Still winning. Still winning. Yes. Oh, All right, James. Rain in blood. May I not do. <laughs> <laughs> I, I honestly have never heard of a beer called Rain in Blood, but it's both. It is both. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to... 
I'm not going to penalize you on spelling because rain and blood, R-E-I, Roman rain, you know, yeah. type rain. That's the Slayer album. And then rain and blood is the Dark Horse brewery that I just found out yep. is going to be at Brutal Beer Fest on Saturday, September 9th. With our unfortunately, they will not have rain and blood. I did uh, Oh, well. So, did I just tie for that lead? You, you did. just did tie for that lead. With the Jamokin khakis. <laughs> <laughs> hey, my, 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 my pants are khaki. <laughs> it's really, really dark khaki. <laughs> They're khaki on the inside. I want to uh, also give just a quick thanks for Nick for the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was just really surprised. That was my surprise noise that I tried to muffle and hold back. All right, Meg, you're up. Bedazzled fingernails. I'm gonna go with. Wait for just so for the metal. Do I have to specify if it's a song? You don't have to specify what it is. All right, I'm gonna go with metal. It is metal. It is a Mastodon song off the album The Hunter. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, Meg takes the lead with two points. Damn. Oh, damn. Oh. Shut. Fire. Sorry, bro. <laughs> I'm back. I mean, let's go. Brian, you're back. You can't win, but that's okay. I'll, 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 I don't give a hoot. Yeah, that's, that's fine. fine. You can still tie with James and Adam. <laughs> so I'll just give you this one. Monk's Blood. You say both. Nah, just the beer. Really? There's not a song in the world called nope. Monk's Blood? I was just guessing. <laughs> I know the 21st Amendment. You're right, yeah. I've been there. I've had it. I'll get, you good. know what? I'll Delicious. give you a point for knowing the brewery. Yeah. Give you a point for that. Yeah. All right, then. Well done. Well done. Well done. Nice. Next Grey Walker album, Monk's Blood, Lady Trap. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's no doubt that there's an opening there. You gotta. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's the true. moment. Yeah. All right, Nick. Unfortunately, I'm gonna give you the hard one because I set this up as supposed to be a tiebreaker. All right, we'll see. But uh, Abra <laughs> James Bates right now. Uh, I'm gonna say that it's it's metal. It is metal. Oh, it's probably also a beer. It's right. also a beer. I just got the middle part of <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. No, uh, it's uh, obviously the 2010 Demu Demu Bourdieu album, and it's actually a beer called uh, from a brewery called Omnipolo. Where the hell are they out of? Stockholm, Sweden. Oh, of course they. This are. is this is another one of those ones where I was researching. I figured, damn, there's no beer named that. <laughs> they it. And then lo and behold. Lo and behold. But that brings us to the end of our game. And with two points, Meg is our winner. James Congratulations. <laughs> I just want to say, I did make it on the board with at least a half a point. <laughs> Everybody made it on the board. I'm not a huge fan of the uh, lack of excitement for my win, guys. <laughs> no, I, come I, on. I, 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 clown clown I always come in second, and I'm tired of it. <laughs> James is very, very good with names of things. Apparently, yeah, he, he just got asked maybe the wrong questions, and yeah. I am terrible with names of songs. I instantly knew Watershed was an Opeth album. Yeah, I did too. I just have checked, but I've never heard of the beer. I'm I almost thought it was a brewery, honestly. I like, but maybe I'm thinking of the Shed Brewery. Is that that's a brewery, right? That probably is. I think that sounds. Yeah, that sounds. Yeah, I can't sure. believe there's not a song called Monk's Blood. Yeah, you I would think. So there's your opening. You'd think there was maybe one called Broken Skull, too, but nope. Yeah. The all Shaolin Death There's metal a new band. metal band out there with the stone called Broken I'm starting a band oh, called Broken Skull. Oh. <laughs> I'm starting They're a still band. Bars. <laughs> I'm starting a band called Broken Skull. Our album's called Monk's Blood. <laughs> <laughs> and, Check uh, out Brian's side project at Brutal Beer Fest 3. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, well, uh, that's the end of our game. Um, so let's head on back to this beer, the Ale Satan. 
by a full point. Uh, what's everybody think about it? Mine's I gone. Yours it. is gone. Mine's yeah. gone. Do you need another? Do you need another? Oh yes. Awesome. I think I think it's very good. I will say that it's definitely not for the faint. It may not be the most approachable for a new beer drinker, but also if you're someone that's into stuff like this, it might be just your thing. It's hard to say if it's the right, like a, I wouldn't necessarily call it an introductory beer, right? but maybe it is for somebody that just likes heat or just likes different sour things. Yeah, if you, if you know that person likes hot things and hot yeah. food, it could be a good jump in, but... Send them this way. Yeah, otherwise, definitely. yeah, you're it's right. It's very, very good. No, it's it a is very, very good, good beer. It's something I'll definitely be drinking, but I don't think it's something that you would necessarily run everybody. <laughs> That's <laughs> one thing I love about, like, beer is that, and, like, what we're doing is we're probably giving people their first favorite beer, perhaps, mm -hmm. because you might not know you like a flavor, like sour or bitter, or maybe spice, for that matter, um, and especially in drink form. But you get a chance to try that, and I think that's pretty cool. I think so, too. Uh, with that, uh, we, at the end of every episode, we like to compare the three beers that we had, and we put them on a Olympic-style podium of oh, bronze, silver, and gold. Uh, we can keep it relatively short because we have a big packed house tonight. <laughs> but uh, why don't uh, we start with James, and you just tell us what your uh, bronze, silver, and gold of the night were. Oh, no. Of the three beers. <laughs> it's like asking somebody, if you have three kids, who's your favorite? Um, One of, well, a couple of them are by different dads. So <laughs> <laughs> well, then, I'm my own favorite dad. <laughs> I love my beer. It's the tastiest. It, I mean, I rubbed my own nipples to it. So I'm going Euphoria number one, Brian's beer number two, the... Cherry Sour Ale Satan number three. So in order. Sounds good. Biased. <laughs> Bias is fine. To follow up on that, uh, he is my husband, so I don't know if I should say the wrong thing. Um, I'm excited to see where it ends up, but at this point in time, it is not my favorite. This is going to be a rough ride home. <laughs> um, I'm going to put Whiplash first. Euphoria second, Elsie in third. She wonders why our golden retriever Sierra hates her, and she just <laughs> found out why. <laughs> she goes against the family. Yep. <laughs> she does. Sierra would have picked mine. <laughs> Brian, how do you feel? I feel like this might be biased. <laughs> I'm actually not going to go biased. Um, I obviously really, really like the Whiplash Wit, but I'm going to put the full pint on the top of my list. Mainly because they're surprising me with this, mm -hmm. you know? Um, I actually didn't get to try this last year, so this is my first time having it. And I really like spicy things, as we had mentioned before, and this just really, really stands out for something that I'm really glad I got to try. So I'm going to put that at the top, Whiplash second, and I'm sorry, James, but at the moment, yours is on the bottom. But you know what? I think it has a strong contender to rise up once it's finished. <laughs> and I made you number two. <laughs> <laughs> See what I with you. <laughs> I'm gonna kiss him and make it better. Don't worry. It's <laughs> all after the show makeup. It's all good. We can finish that later. <laughs> all right. Right. Under the sheets. <laughs> Under the book. <laughs> so How about you, Nick? On me, I will. I'm putting Ale Satan number one. I'm a fan of big, bold, complex flavors. Sorry, James. Um, I feel like it hit every part of my my palate. I'm a fan of that. Um, and then. Uh, I think after that I'm gonna go with the whip. 
I like the wit, number two. Uh, James doesn't like We're not friends anymore. Sorry, James. You know, James is walking out on the show. <laughs> you know, I think it's fair. I think so. I want to say something real quick. I think, you know, putting these three beers against each other would be like asking yourself, who's the best metal band? Cannibal Corpse, Demu Borgir, or Korn? It's Cannibal Corpse. They're three totally... <laughs> <laughs> they are, but it's not necessarily fair to put them in the same category because they're yeah. all very different styles of beer. They are very True. different styles. The only thing they have in common is that you know they are beer, but You're outside of that, they're very... the whole collaboration competition three. aspect here, buddy. Yeah, it, you do I'm have to remember this is a competition come, you're yeah, not come Saturday. You are. I'm not. Okay, well then, yeah. Hopefully, I mean, maybe you're not voting yet. I don't even want to be in the running this year. Yeah, no. I'm I don't think it's fair it. since I'm one of the organizers to be in the running, sure. but, you know, we are because I obviously didn't make the beer. It just happened to help organize the festival. Yeah, and I think that the, the competition totally just came secondary, too. So let's be like, I think I totally agree with what you're saying about the you're comparing apples to oranges because we're not doing it based on style. Right. Like any sort of legitimate like uh like festival would you know like gabf um so i think it's just all in fun and games it's and like it's yeah. so much like i think it's really exciting to like win a cool fun wwe style belt or a keg trophy trophy that's what I'm from, for. yeah hey you know super cool let the people speak whatever they like the most <laughs> is what they like the people I, will speak i think the fun part about the competition too is that there's a level playing field like even if you made the most complex biggest flavored beer the palettes that will be there are like some will be sophisticated some will right. be trying their first craft beer so they're just going to pick whatever they they have exactly play. like i mean i mentioned a few moments ago that i don't think that this ale satan is the most approachable beer right but for somebody like me who's been drinking beer for a while and is into all kinds of things i love it yeah yeah i would agree with that and i mean you know here on the show we're just being subjective and silly too we none of this really means anything <laughs> i was just but, kidding no it's okay james <laughs> mm-hmm. we'll pull it back to all right, hurt all right. your feelings all right <laughs> Uh, but personally, uh, for my rankings, uh, I I would actually put the wit as number one. Well, thank you. I find that to be just such an easy drinking and smooth uh, beer. You have to go second for the ale Satan. I'm sorry, James. I'm really yeah. Hey, Again, you're listen, still you have a handicap. Yeah, like, you don't have a handicap. It's a good point. Yeah, it's you a great start. demo though. I would sign your band. <laughs> <laughs> Totally. Just not to the same deal you would give no. you know, the other man. No. <laughs> All the beers were great tonight. I'm just, I just like having yeah. fun. That's yeah, it. I think I think that's the one thing we always point out is when we do sample three really good beers, it really does become hard for us to choose, and it just becomes a subjective thing. I think all of these beers are great, and I can't wait to have more of them. Right. Uh, Adam, how about you? Well, for me, I'm, I'm taking this at a little bit different of an approach. Uh, the way I'm going to approach this is in terms of consistent drinkability. If I were to have, buy a six-pack of these, which would I go with? And for me, the, the bronze would would have to go to the Ale Satan. Uh, it is a fantastic beer. I love it. But to drink it consistent, consistently might be a little bit much. Uh, it's, a, it's a big flavor profile, and I like that, but I wouldn't drink it consistently. Uh, it's, it hits you right in the mouth, and I don't necessarily want that all the time with my beer. So for that, that would go in the bronze position. Uh, in the silver position, I would go with the, uh, the Euphoria. And I think with a little bit of that, uh, once it is a final product, I think it's going to be 
it, it's going to be a real easy drinker, something that you can really sink your teeth into. And I, and I look forward to seeing what the final product will be with that. So with that, the, the gold medal position goes to the Whiplash Wit. Uh, that was just such an easy drinker. Uh, you could drink that all day in all sorts of situations. Uh, the, the term that I, I like to use for this one is, this is a grass cutter. Uh, once you're done cutting the grass, you're sweaty, you just want a cold beer, this is a perfect example of what you could grab. Or while you're cutting the grass. Or while you're cutting the grass. <laughs> as long as it's not a riding mower. <laughs> Don't drink in mo. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and with the whiplash, I, I felt that that was the perfect beer of the three to have in the fridge, ready to go at any point in time. That was that was the one you'd be grabbing consistently out of all of them. Now, that's not to say that any of them were bad beers, because like we all said, they're all very, very good beers. And they're good at their own positions. But if I'm drinking them consistently, consistently, Whiplash is where I'd go. All right. Well, that sounds good. I uh, just want to thank everybody here tonight for coming out and being a part of our show. Uh, I just want to give you a chance to put any final plugs out there for yourselves. All right. Well, you can ultimately check us out at www.pghbrutalfest.com. That's brutal with B-R-E-W-T-A-L fest.com. Um, all of our handles for Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook are at Brutal Beer Fest, so you can keep updated on all social media platforms that way. Anything else? You can find Gray Walker at graywalker.net. That's G-R-E-W-G-R-E-Y. I can't even spell <laughs> my own name. You get it? <laughs> graywalker.net. Check us out, and then obviously check out all the Brutal Beer Fest social media as well. I'll plug the coffee shop, uh, Black Forge Coffee House. It is located at 1206 Arlington Avenue in the Allentown neighborhood of Pittsburgh, PA. Super tasty coffee. Oh, thanks. So and good. most of the walls are black. It's a dark, <laughs> it's a dark coffee shop. <laughs> James, do you want to throw a plug Spoonwood's way? Yeah, come on down to Spoonwood or catch me on www.hunkjunk.com. <laughs> Username, <laughs> Username SpaceJuice23. <laughs> Send me a message. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> Good luck following up that one, Steve. <laughs> Not even going to try. Uh, and, and please, while Omega composes herself, please go down to Rock Bottom in the waterfront if you haven't been. Yeah. And have some of the delicious beer that Meg is putting out and some of the great food that the uh, staff cooks. Yes. That's good. Thanks, Ryan. You really helped me out there. And we actually are now active on social media again. And our website stays, up, stays updated. So it's rockbottom.com slash location slash Pittsburgh. So you can see what beers we have on tap. And it's updated regularly. Um, yeah, and all of our events that we have going on too. So, super fun. Very cool. Very, very cool. cool. Uh, well, for us, if you want to find us on social media, you just search Hop Nation USA, and that'll get you Twitter, Instagram, and the uh, Facebook there. And if you want to find brand new episodes of the Hop Nation USA podcast, just search Hop Nation USA on in iTunes, and you can find us there. We're also on Stitcher, Podbean, and Google Music Play. And if you want to email us about anything on the show, just email us at hopnationusa at gmail.com. Uh, again, I just want to thank everybody that came out tonight and helped us with this show. And be sure to buy your tickets for the Brutal Beer Fest. It's going to be amazing. I'm excited. I'm glad I have my ticket. <laughs> Adam, final thought? Uh, 
just want to echo what you said. Uh, thank you guys uh, all for coming out. Uh, this was a fantastic time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, get your tickets. Uh, go enjoy Brutal Beer Fest. Come as you are. Uh, dark shirts, light shirts, no matter. Dark shirts, light hearts. Dark shirts, light hearts. That needs to be on a t-shirt. <laughs> already done. It's already done. I, I was doing done. that while we were sitting here. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, we'll catch you next week. Have a good one. Goodbye. Goodbye.